get the full bonfire experience on your screen youtube.com slash bonfire sports thumbs up subscribe you'll know when we're live enjoy the games Chris Walby, how you feeling? Welcome inside game day, Winnipeg. We are live on Bonfire Sports getting set for, well, I will say it, Chris, the most anticipated game yet this season. It's the West Final, the BC Lions in Winnipeg to face the Blue Bombers, the young upstart team, the uh, team looking for a three-peat Grey Cup championship all of the players are healthy for the most part. Uh, everybody's going to bring their best game. Uh, how yeah. are you, sir? And uh, what are you maybe most looking forward to in this one? Well, I think, you know, we talked about this earlier in the year, uh, DB, the fact that we said, wouldn't it be cool if Nathan Ward came back at the end of the year and, you know, did some magic? Listen, he didn't have a, uh, a super game, but he, you know, he protected the ball well in the uh, in the game I th- against B- uh, Calgary, who had the number one running game. A uh, number of, you know, I, when I thought about it, I went back and watched that game again. I, I had to question some of the calls that the Calgary made, uh, especially on the third down gamble. Instead of taking three points, they would have been down 13 to nine. They uh, go for that, you know, basically a sweep and get stuffed. Uh, but I was impressed with him. I think Nathan Rourke now with another week, a full week of practice. There's no more talk about his foot because it's do or die, right? I expect Nathan to take off with the ball a little bit more than he has. Uh, you know, I, I thought his comment was great. He was very prudent. He said, you know what? The cold weather's going to be good. My ankle will be frozen. So, you know what? I think uh, I think it plays well to them. But uh, listen, you're coming from that West Coast, DB. You know as well as I do. And you're coming into, a, a you know, t- probably one of the hardest places to win, the 28-2 and two in the last, what, three, four years at home. And then you've got the weather to deal with, the cold weather. I mean, yeah, they, they had plus seven and they had jackets and they went for rides in sea dews. Oh, that was, that was months ago. Was it? Oh, I thought it was. Yeah, I was like, what? Oh, my God. They're just God. trolling well, pickers, right? The rivalry yeah, is they, well, Okay, I see. Okay, well, they, you're smarter than I am because I, I looked at it and I thought, my God, what a way to get ready for a West Final. Because well, our, our old friend Nick Kowalski of Bonfire Sports, of course, now the uh, outstanding, has always been outstanding videographer, but now working for the BC Lions. And yeah, like they've had a lot of fun this year uh, yes. with, with their digital media and their social media and the rest. But when it comes down to it, Chris, these are the two best teams in Canadian football today. These are the two best quarterbacks in Canadian football today, and they're going to be playing at the stadium with the greatest fans, the best atmosphere, and frankly, yeah. the most ideal Canadian football playoff weather conditions you could ask for. No wind, light snow, a little bit below zero. It's going to be absolutely perfect on Sunday. And want to mention this, we have a pair of tickets to give away in just a few minutes here on game day, Winnipeg on Bonfire Sports, got a pair in the lower bowl right around the 10 yard nice. line. It's going to be like opposite corner to the rum hut. So if you want to go to the rum hut, you can stay warm around there. Or if you want to uh, have a little bit more of a game experience, uh, you can be on um, the 10 yard line in the lower bowl. Really great seats and a pair of those tickets uh, That's to give good, away. Um, you, you couldn't ask for a better matchup, Chris. I, I, I truly no. believe. To like this game, 
will be the Grey Cup. Whoever comes out of Winnipeg on Sunday afternoon is going to hoist the 109th in Regina in a week. You know, that's interesting you say that, too, because over the years that I played, the West Final was always the big game because you just wanted to get to the Cup. The Grey Cup was a great game, but it was almost, I don't want to use it, but it was almost anticlimactic. It was the fact that we finally got to the Cup. Then you take care of business. But I still remember 84 when we went and played in BC, in the Dome, 55,000 people, and they shoved towels under our door, inviting us to come to the Grey Cup party with the BC Lions before the game. And, uh, of course, you know how that turned out. We actually came and we beat them there with our special helmets. Uh, But it was just uh, an incredible, incredible atmosphere. And I, I think it's one of those games that always, to this day, stands out for me. Uh, I just think the West finals are, are, are just the finals are it's, it's a culmination of all your work since training camp and your off season. And, you know, it's, it's one game and I know I'm not taking it away from the semifinals or anything, like that, but I think the finals, this is it to go to the cherished land, to go to the promised land. You got to win this game. And like you say, top two teams in the league, uh, you got, you know, 15 and three and uh, 12 and six. Uh, great matchup with two great quarterbacks, as you say. Two great running backs. And I'm putting Brady in that category now because he really has run the ball extremely well in the last uh, 10, 12 games. And then you look at the, oh, man, the depth of receivers the Bombers have. See, I think BC. BC, too. BC's got some great receivers, but I think they're going to miss Lucky Whitehead because he's that deep threat. Um, and they got clutch receivers. I mean, this Keon Hatcher kid. And then he got Alexander Hollins, who's really playing well for him right now. Uh, yeah, he had a big uh, West Sydney. Oh, yeah. And they got, you know, one of the, the studs is obviously uh, Burnham and, and obviously the other guy, the other slot back in, Dominic Rimes, who uh, I think is second in the, in the league in receiving. He's uh, second in second down conversions behind Dalton Schoen. So, I mean, it's a matchup. Uh, it really is. And you talked about this, the DB, and I'm not trying to cover everything in one sentence, but you talked about in the beginning of the year that you were really impressed with the BC secondary. You like these guys because of their experience and, you know, they, they really communicate well back there. They're going to have their work cut out because I think Zach can just pick his poison. You know, there's so many options to go to. Well, let's talk about some of these questions we're getting from people here in the live chat. Thanks everybody out there for joining us live. Your chance to win two tickets to the game on Sunday coming up in, in just a moment. I'm also going to announce the winner from those that watched Bonfire Midweek with myself and Zach Schnitzer back on Wednesday, we got a $25 gift card to Ooh, Shannon's nice. Irish Pub. And big shout out to Shannon's because they have yeah. signed on to be a sponsor uh, of ours this season. And like they are going to be open for the West Final. So you can win that uh, gift card, head down there. They'll have the game on all the TVs. Uh, and they're going to give away more gift cards as the night goes on. So if you're there and you like order a drink or food after the game is over, you decide to stick around and enjoy yourself a little bit afterwards, yeah. uh, maybe in celebration, you can win uh, another gift card there. But like awesome food, the wild boar burger and the venison burger are must try items. They've got awesome wings, great food, like not your regular pub food. You're going to get the opposite of a chain restaurant experience there. Really, really fantastic stuff. 21 beers on tap, tons of whiskey. Yeah, Yeah, tons of whiskey choices. Of course, that's that's your favorite part, right? Well, I just thought that's why I saw the first thing that pops out. I love their emblem, first off. And thank you again to Shannon's for being a sponsor. But I love what it says, 21 beers on tap. Because you go out there and you can try different ones. I know know they have, you know, they'll have the sample pack where you can get a four or five. But 
Yeah, I, I tell you what, that should make anybody uh, excited to go to this place, as you say, for the food. And I've never had a wild boar burger, so that's something that I definitely have to put on my uh, on my list to do. So uh, great to have them on board. And uh, I tell you what, if you, as you say, if you can't get to the stadium, go down to Shannon's and, and grab a seat and ha- bring your friends and have a great time. And, you know, you don't have to worry about the cold. You don't have to worry about the wind. And you're going to have hot food and cold beers. No doubt. No doubt about that. It's going to be an awesome Sunday for the West Final. Bombers and Lions getting things going with a 3.30 kickoff live coast-to-coast on TSN. Here's the deal, Chris. We've been doing this at 3 o'clock every game week, the day before the game here on Bonfire Sports, midweek, 7.30, Wednesday nights. We're going to continue all of that going through to the Grey Cup. Post-game this week, game day after dark, will be a little bit later. So don't fret if you get home from the game and game day Winnipeg or game day after dark isn't going with a post-game show. I've got some CFL.ca camera duties to uh, to attend to myself yeah, uh, and the outstanding writer for CFL.ca, Chris O'Leary. He and I uh, shot a piece today, shot a piece yesterday. We'll have post-game analysis uh, up on their YouTube page uh, and CFL.ca. So we will get to game day after dark. Myself and Zach Schnitzer a little bit later on Sunday. And then, of course, Chris, you're going to be joining me from Winnipeg because you're hanging out with your boys, taking in yes, all the festivities of Great Cup Week here in Winnipeg. I will be in Regina all week long. We're going to have tons oh. of content uh, up on the site. It's going to be fun. I will say this too, DB. You know, in the years before when I was covering the, uh, the game with uh, CBC, uh, I had the great fortune to go to Saskatchewan for a Great Cup game, to do a game there. And I got to tell you, if there's a city that likes to party, and really wraps himself around the Grey Cup. It is Regina. People come from yeah. all over. You go to the Agri Dome. It's, you know, it's, it's a wonderful time. Uh, great people out there, and I guarantee they're going to put on a heck of a show. Chris, do you have a like? Do you have an indication of how this game might go? Everybody's been talking about weather. Everybody's been talking about Nathan Rourke's foot. Yeah. He admits yeah. he's not one hundred percent, but won't put a number on it. I more look at the run game of each of these teams. Everyone's talking about the quarterbacks, and admittedly and rightly so. Yeah. They're they're the they're the marquees. But James yeah. Butler and and BC's rejuvenated run game, I would say rejuvenated because they've looked really dangerous since Nathan Rourke came back. And then, of course, Brady Oliveira and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, who you know are going to be physical and nasty up front, dictate yeah. that physical level at the point of attack. And Winnipeg earns their stripes on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the football. I'm really looking at the run game as being yes. a critical a critical part. What say you? I agree with you on that. I think it's really interesting when you look at that. You look what the BC defense did against the vaunted Calgary running game. They were the number one run team, uh, you know, in the CFL. And BC, even though the Calgary didn't run the ball that often, and we thought they'd touch the ball, we thought Kadeem Carey uh, would be uh, basically carrying the ball a lot more in Calgary, but he didn't. But they, when they did run it, I thought the BC Lions did a great job of stuffing it up on the line. And I actually, uh, the head coach of Calgary said the same thing. I'm Dave Dickinson said, you know what? They knew we were going to run the football and they loaded up the box. They had everybody between the tackles right on there, taking every gap away. And uh, that, you know, that worked to their advantage. I don't know if BC can do that with us. We run so many sweeps with the slot back, Dembski come around and it's good to see Dembski back in there. I'll give him a little plug right there. Yeah. And the fact that, Look at the receiving core. Uh, you got a you know a great Cub vet in Greg Ellingson. You got uh, Dalton Schoen, his rookie of the year, probably this year was guaranteed. Uh, I mean, they just got so many receivers. Uh, 
And I think if Zach just, you know, if you give Zach time, and I, I find it interesting that the uh, the Bombers are dressing seven offensive linemen. They usually they only dress six. That's normally what you do. You carry one guy. They are actually going with Chris Kalkowski, who's back. We know he's a big physical presence. And Liam oh, yeah. Dobson. So if they want to go double tight to establish that running game or give more protection to uh, Zach back there because uh, Matthew Betts uh, and uh, Tahima, those two outside rushers from BC are really getting after. I mean, they got eight and seven or eight sacks apiece, and then you got David Menard. They can get after the quarterback. So I think it's plays to Winnipeg to have a couple extra guys in there, and you know maybe they're going to alternate some guys. I don't think anybody's nicked up because they've basically had one game in three weeks. You know, basically time off, get a game, time off. So if you can't, I mean, the Bombers are as healthy as they're ever going to be. No, no question. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how uh, the BC Lions approach things from that uh, defensive perspective, Chris, as you yeah. see here, Woody Barron back and healthy again at nose tackle. Matthew Betts, who came over from Edmonton uh, this past year, outstanding Canadian. Uh, and, and you're right, Tahuma. Uh, the first name always escapes me. It is uh, Sion Tahuma, uh, yes. very athletic and uh, impressive player there on the defensive end. But let's be serious. The BC Lions' strength on the defensive side of the ball is in the defensive backfield. Gary Peters, numbers this season, outstanding. Marcus Sales, we know what he can do. Lucius Purifoy, one of the best athletes in the Canadian Football League today. TJ Lee, in the words of Gary Peters today, Chris, down yeah. at IG Field, TJ Lee, the heart and soul yes. of the BC Lions. Uh, Edwards Cooper lining up at the other corner, but uh, Delvin Bro not healthy enough to play in this game. To me, this is the strength of the BC Lions. While the run game will be important, the defensive backfield of the BC Lions, they're going to have to be on their P's and Q's. We know how good Zach Kolaris can be oh, in man. extending plays outside of the pocket, finding, uh, you know, if Rashid Bailey is in or out, game time decision. But of course, Nick Dembski and CFL leading receiver, no doubt rookie of the year in Dalton Schoen, uh, yeah. who have just been magic on some of those broken plays. Well, that's the thing. I think you hit that right on the head, DB, and the fact that you talked about the way Zach extends plays. Looks like he's getting sacked or he's getting pressure. He rolls out predominantly to his right side, his throwing arm, and he always seems to find somebody. And then, you know, they, the receivers are so in tune with him that they realize that and they never give up on the play and they adapt on the goal. That means they come back, find a hole somewhere, find an opening in that coverage. And Zach has been magnificent all year getting the ball to these receivers. And I don't anticipate that's uh you know, it's not going to change tomorrow. I think uh, they're going to have – Zach could have a, a field day. I mean, remember, this is a big hyped-up game in the beginning of the year when they're all healthy. And uh, this was when Nathan Rourke was really throwing the ball. And they, I think they beat him, what, 44 to 22 or something? So, I mean, uh, they, they, listen, the Bombers, if they're on all their thing, and as you say there, and uh, they're, you know, firing at all, all cylinders, I, I don't know if anybody can stop them. I just think they're that good of a team. This is a dynasty. I talked to Kathy Kennedy. Uh, with Bobby and Cameron, and we both agree. I don't think we've ever seen a team uh, this strong, you know, as a former bomber. Uh, we had good teams in, you know, in uh, 97 and stuff like that, or, or not 97, uh, 87. But you look at these guys, and there's no weakness. And then you, we haven't even talked about, and I know we'll get to them, but the special teams. Uh, Janarian Grant has had a field day against these BC Lions. He's got two return touchdowns to get him against him and he's one of those fearless runners he gets the ball he's straight up north and he's got speed he gets missed the first guy missed man 
uh, it's game over. So yeah, um, it's it's crazy. But I agree with you. I think the DBs of BC, but again, it plays hand in hand DB. You know this as well. If they don't get pressure from the front, and I believe they're going to bring a lot of blitzes. I be I, I believe you're going to see uh, Williams and. Halatic and Ragumba, who's really playing good, the outside linebacker, they're going to bring a lot of guys. They actually bring a lot of the secondary on blitzes as well. Uh, we know TJ Lee likes to get in there. He didn't play last week against Calgary. They rested him. He's healthy. He's happy. So, I mean, uh, this it's there's such a chess match going on here uh, between, obviously, uh, you know, our Buck Pierce and their, their defense coordinator. So, uh, it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be a fun game to watch. I'm excited to watch this game, and I just hope sometimes – you know, the anticipation and then the game doesn't turn out as well as you anticipate. And I don't think it's going to be a lot. I just want it to be an exciting game. I know it will be, but it's just, you know, I'm, I'm almost like I'm playing again. I'm getting jacked up before the game. <laughs> well, it's easy to get jacked up when, uh, you know, especially if you're a Blue Bombers fan, right? For for those yeah. out there, you're, this team is so wildly entertaining. The Madhouse on Matheson, uh, its reputation precedes it. It is the loudest it is the craziest and it is the most daunting uh, stadium in the Canadian yep. football league yep. to enter. And it goes beyond the crowd. It's the team you have to face for the BC lions. That, that task will be tough. Um, that said, Chris, I do want to uh, mention Rashid Bailey listed as a game time decision has kind of been in and out of practice for the last couple weeks, but boy, has this blue bombers schedule late in the season worked to their advantage they've been able to get healthy they've been able to rest guys and the advantage yeah. i think in the rest versus rust cliche or conversation or whatever you want to call it is that the blue bombers don't look at it that way if there is one strength of this blue bombers team stronger than anything it is their mental focus their yes. mental engagement, uh, and, and just how strong I think the focus is uh, from the leadership goes beyond the coaches. It's to those players in the locker room that they go to work every single day um, and, uh, you know, go out and get the work done. But for Rashid Bailey, game time decision, if he can't go, they may choose to activate uh, Greg McRae off of the practice roster and, and, and put Bailey on the one game. Um, they could decide to add at a different position and just give a little bit more action uh, on, uh, you know, to a Brendan O'Leary orange and that sort of thing. But let's remember, it's not a yeah. huge, huge deal. Like I get like, they want Rashid Bailey healthy and ready to go. And it'll come down to how he feels Sunday morning. But about an addition to your receiving core. How about this guy? Number two, Greg Ellingson, who when yeah. healthy and playing this year was so good. He has done it year after year, has familiarity, former teammates in Hamilton with Zach Kolaris. They got a little bit of chemistry growing, going him and Drew Wolitarski in that regular season finale at IG Field. Each caught a pass on kind of that trademark across the middle. But Greg Ellingson, what a monstrous addition yeah. to this Blue Bombers receiving court. You know, and you watch his interview yesterday, I was watching, and he's just so calm, cool, and collected. He's been there before. He's been to the dance. He's done great things. Uh, I know he won a cup with Ottawa, and, uh, you know, he does a great job with them. Everywhere he's gone, he's been a, a magnificent player. I think he's a five-time 1,000-yard receiver. And, uh, you know, he's a guy, like you say, has that connection with uh, Kolaris. But I think the biggest thing is he's such a smart player. A lot of times you got guys that run fast. And they can, you know, do a down and out or down and up or run a corner pattern, but you have to understand the defense as you as you're leaving that, and you got to understand: is it a zone? Is it man? Do I have to shift over? Do I have to adjust? He does a great job of that. Every game that he's played this year, he's made one big catch. 
and it's always somewhere open and Zach finds them and they just have that thing. And now you put the other side when you got, uh, you know, Dalton shown who just every game, I mean, 16 touchdowns. I mean, she's what more can you say about the kid? Uh, so they got talent. I, I didn't know. Uh, I'm glad you told me about Rashid Bailey. Cause I didn't know. Uh, there hasn't been a lot of talk. I mean, obviously about how he's beat up. I know you've been there. Uh, he's been in and out of the, you know, practice roster, but I can't see Rashid not wanting to play. Uh, it's, it's oh, he'll want to play. He'll oh, want to play. But you don't want to save a guy. See, that's the thing. I mean, I understand what you're saying there too, but, but does Chris, the, coach go, the, the greatest ability is availability. And if a guy is yeah. close and then you dress him and he gets nicked up early in the game, you're suddenly down a guy. Yeah, but they got so much depth though, as you say. Yeah, I don't. I, I know there's some. I'm reading some of the comments here, and they're really excited about Greg McRae maybe having an opportunity. Uh, good speedster, does a good job running the ball and catching the football. Versatile. Um, but you know they they don't lose anything as far as I'm concerned. If, if, if putting a Brendan O'Leary orange in there, big guy's got great hands. He's really come onto his own a little bit this year. And then there's a, and there's another Mister Clutch. Good comment, Patrick. You're 100 percent right. We never talk about this guy enough, but he always makes big plays. And that's Drew Olatarski, the guitar picking man. Uh, you know, he, 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 he seriously, he's a, he's, he's a, he's a, he's always singing songs and writing songs. And, uh, he obviously he's got that artistic, uh, that gene in his body, but, uh, yeah, you're right. I'd like, uh, Walatarski to have a big game as well. Uh, so I just sent a message to Andrea Kohutch, uh, who has been a longtime viewer and listener here on Bonfire Sports. Andrea has won the $25 gift card to Shannon's Irish Pub and Eatery, 175 Carlton Street. Just a quick shot down from True North Square. They are going to be open for the West Final on Sunday. No. Bombers are in the Grey Cup. They will be open as well. Uh, awesome food, drinks, TVs, awesome. Frankly, just really unique, one-of-a-kind, iconic atmosphere uh, under the streets of downtown Winnipeg. Uh, so uh, head on down to Shannon's. Uh, Andrea, I just sent you a text. Um, you'll be able to pick up that gift card uh, anytime, but uh, maybe it's as early as uh, Sunday's West Final. Um, another player to talk about, Chris, uh, on the injured list. Well, I don't even need to show you on the injured list. Here he is, Demario Houston, right? He has been working his way back after suffering a knee injury. This is important for people to know because it's it, it, it was so long ago, it's easy to forget. Yeah. Demario Houston, now in his second season with the Blue Bombers, took the number one cover corner job on the team, bumping Winston Rose to the field side. Demario Houston was Winnipeg's number one cover corner lining up next to Dietrich Nichols. A yes. knee injury derailed him. I believe it was a knee. Uh, so he's been working his way back, and he is close. But for the West Final, here, I'll zoom out here a little bit. Desmond Lawrence, former Hamilton Tiger Cat, most outstanding rookie in 2021, cut from their team, joined Winnipeg just over a month ago. He is going to start at corner next to rookie Jamal Parker. This side of the field may be less tested and proven. Chris, then Brandon Alexander, Dietrich Nichols, Winston Rose, Alden Darby uh, at the dime and the rest. But boy, these two guys are really, really good. For Lawrence, fantastic cover skills. I didn't see great tackling from him in yeah. the regular season game in Vancouver a few weeks ago. But Jamal Parker, he has really come on as of late. This guy is a really good football player. Yeah, and he talks a lot about it too. He's only five foot eight. He's talking about the challenges of going against a guy like Dominic Ryan, a bigger receiver, 
uh, Brian Burnham. Again, these guys, are, they catch the ball. They make circus-type catches, especially Burnham. He, he's just got great hands. So, you know, he's up for the challenge. He's had a little NFL experience. He's played down there a little bit. Uh, I think, as you say, he's getting stronger every week. He's playing better, and this is where you want to have it. You want to make sure you're playing your best at the most important time of the year. Desmond Lourdes is a bit of a mystery to me. Uh, yeah, he was a rookie of the year uh, for the, for the Hamilton, and then he got released. That that surprised me. Usually, you don't cut a guy unless there's some yeah. other reason behind the scenes, or he just wasn't producing. Um, maybe it was a system they're running, or you know, whatever. Or maybe he just got beat out. But he's in Winnipeg now, and obviously getting that start at uh, you know short side corner, which is you know a very busy side of the field. So we'll have to see how Desmond Lawrence plays tomorrow. Uh, they're going to have their work cut. This is we talked a lot about the, the Bombers receivers, but listen. Uh, BC's got a, a whole mess of great receivers there too. So this, this is what I love. It's number one offense, number one, you know, they're both, they're so evenly matched. And then of course, you know, the guy that we're all going to talk about is, you know, this is Nathan Warwick. Uh, he, he could really shine this game if he plays like he can. I mean, he's got such a quick release. You watch him in the games. He makes such quick decisions to get rid of the football. It's outstanding. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's great for our league. I know they're going to sign him. They're going to pay him a lot of money uh, to stay in BC. But then you got him going against uh, the MVP of the league, uh, the most outstanding player, and that's Zach. And Zach has had well, 37 touchdowns, only 13 interceptions or something. Uh, he just oh, and Chris, well. by the way, Zach Kolaris, 5-0 and in the postseason wearing blue and gold. Did you know that? No, I did not know. That's a great stat. <laughs> well, I, I anticipated you to come up with a couple of whammers, and that was a good one there. I oh, like right. that one. Yeah. Well, I mean, Everybody I was looking at Zach in five area, Zach in five quarters against BC, three touchdowns, no interceptions, 23 of 30. Uh, I mean, almost 70 something percent. So uh he has really played well against BC. Uh he's you know, they're gonna be at home. Now, you you said it this does it is it an advantage for BC? I think Winnipeg was hoping it was going to be just a nasty cold day, you know, and the fact that, as you say, it's not going to be that cold. Uh, does that give a, a little bit of a, you know, benefit to BC? You know what I mean? The fact that they can come in here now and it's not like freezing where they don't have to worry about their fingertips falling off. You know, they can basically, and I know that Nathan was talking about that. Uh, Nathan Rourke was talking about the fact that he wanted to make sure that he could hold on to the ball because when it gets cold, it becomes a little slippery. So it'll be interesting to see how he does. So I think it almost plays a little bit or gives BC a better opportunity, put it that way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you bring a team from a dome that, yeah. you know, you're, you're able to walk down the street in a light jacket and then you come to Winnipeg, uh, a lot of them flying in, uh, you know, media and the team themselves on Thursday night, Friday night, the wind is howling, the wind, uh, you know, the snow is blowing, the the temperature is dropped and they're like, okay, here we are. This is Manitoba. This is Winnipeg. This is CFL playoff football in the West Division. The reality is a lot of these guys in the BC Lions have played in conditions like this before. Yeah, Wade sure was have. mentioning a little while ago, Luches Purifoy, three times he has played against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in the postseason as a member of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and he's really lost well. each of those games. But those are cold games. You think of the yeah. West Final last season, uh, the West Semifinal uh, back in 2019, like like cold weather conditions right and uh I, I don't think it's going to be such a huge uh determining factor of the type of game we see the players are saying yeah the run game will be important like i mean yeah, that's absolutely. almost like derp no kidding at this yeah, point yeah, yeah, um, but but you know I, I still see 
Nathan Rourke, his ability to throw the football that he put on display um, last week, you know, 22 of 30, as you mentioned, uh, 321 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions versus Zach Kolaris. And we know how dangerous he can be, um, you know, with Greg Ellingson back and Dembski and, and uh, you know, Rashid Bailey, if he's healthy and ready to go and Drew Wolitarski and on and on and on you go. Yeah. And, and, you know, you can even include um, Brady Oliveira into that equation. But to me, you know, the run game will be important, but you really have to look at these two quarterbacks. My question to you, Chris, with Shoot. how uh, limited Nathan Rourke was running with the football, lack of explosion in escaping pressure in the pocket when Sean Lemon uh, and, and Derek Wigan and, and those guys were, were you know, bearing yeah. down on him in the West semifinal, could Winnipeg use that to their advantage when Absolutely. they're scheming their defense against him? Absolutely. That's what every team does. Every team will look at what another team does, either offensively, defensively, special teams, uh, you know, to see how they can, you know, take advantage. I mean, think about that play that BC did. It looked like they took a play out of Bombers on that short yardage where Pipkin comes in, fakes a, fakes a you know, third and one and throws a ball to Hatcher and they get it for a touchdown. Completely caught Calgary with their pants down. And uh, that was a big, to me, a big change in the game of momentum. So, uh, you know, that the bombers, I mean, this is where you leave, you know, the, you talked about, do you ever save plays? No, you pull everything out. You got right now. You got to let everything go. I mean, there's no sense holding it back. And that's why when we were talking about guys, the, it, it's going to be a real tough thing. And I'm going to go back to Rashid Bailey again, just because you talk, talked about a game time decision. This is the biggest game. He had a great, he had a great, uh, playoff run a great cup last year as well. He's a big factor. He's always got the big touchdowns. So I, I just can't see unless he's like, I mean, we used to make jokes unless the guy's got a cast on, he's not playing. So I just can't see him resting because even if I was a coach and I know what you're saying, DBI goes in and gets hurt right away. But the mentality of saying this could be my final game, you know, I mean, for, for the year, it, it's tough. I mean, as a player, you always want to be in there. This is going to be a tough decision for them. And I, I don't know how they're going to do it. But yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't want to be the guy delivering the news to him, put it that way. Love the comment from uh, Patrick Adamick, who's watching live on YouTube. Cold, hot, rainy, snowy, windy. Doesn't matter. Willie J says, come on down to Winnipeg. It's going to be absolutely electric at the Madhouse on Matheson yes. on Sunday afternoon. Uh, Post-game coverage. Don't miss it. Uh, right back here on Bonfire Sports. A little bit later than normal. Uh, maybe an hour or two, uh, maybe a couple hours after the game. But hey, if the Blue Bombers win, as many, including myself, are expecting, Chris, yes. uh, that you. celebration is going to go on well into the night and through the week with that um, pilgrimage west to the Grey Cup City, of course, Regina, and the 109th Canadian Championship. Um, do you put much uh, weight into the Winnipeg Blue Bombers' final two games of the regular season? Uh, it finished with a 24-9 win here in Winnipeg, where it was allotted Dakota Prukup um, and, and uh, Antonio Pipkin at quarterback for the two yeah. teams. Uh, and then, of course, BC's 40-32 win in BC on uh, October 15th, when these two teams knew they could very well meet in the postseason, I can't imagine they showed too much. No, I, I agree with that a little bit. I think the fact is that, you know, we got to see a lot of things. And it was very interesting. Uh, you, you mentioned a guy that I think is, I don't know if he'll be here next year. I think he's going to start somewhere, and that's Dakota Prukup. I was listening to uh, Bo Levi uh, Mitchell when he was doing his farewell speech in Calgary. 
and just talking about to the media and the press. And he said that one of the best quarterbacks he's ever been around, it was one of his rooms. And he said, he mentioned Dakota Brukov saying this kid's got, you know, he's a good football player. So, um, yeah, and I, I love watching. I think uh, O'Shea did a great job of allowing these guys to come in. You know, we saw Drew Brown get some playing time. Now we saw Prukop. Prukop throws the ball nice, man. He's got a great arm. Uh, so, I mean, they have so much talent even at that position. Uh, but, yeah, I think to answer your question, I don't put a whole lot of stock in what happened um, because I think it was just one of those things where they're just letting the other guys get some experience, playing guys, resting guys. It's not your full force. It's not your top lineup that you're probably going to go into the game with. This, to me, for the Bombers, and for BC is their top lineup. I know that uh, BC is really happy to get Joel Figueroa back, you know, their left tackle. Uh, and I thought Broxton played pretty good at that tackle position, but now they move that big boy inside. They got a big offensive line, guys. I mean, they're they're not bad. And, you know, Sook's just biting, chomping at the bit, Sook Chung, you know, come back here and, uh, you know, he wants to change his fortunes out there in BC land. I think he's the highest paid offensive lineman in the league, which not blew anymore. me away. Not anymore. He's not who is now? Uh, David Beard. It's not me. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it used you. to be. Maybe it used to be. No. I'll tell you what. I, I thought it would, might be Stanley Bryant because Stanley is, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, he's, well, you, he's you know the inherent value of those Canadians on the offensive line. Oh, absolutely. Right? That's yeah. the thing. And I I remember a long time ago when I was a player rep too, and they always wanted the PA always was trying to guys were trying to the league was really trying to push us to eliminate a number of Canadians and allow more imports to come in. And the the problem is we told those guys, listen, if you got a team that's pure American, you don't have to pay them as much because there's nothing different, right? You're bringing guys in where if you got Canadians and you got good ones, you got to pay to keep them. And that's works to our, our, our nationality. So uh, I think it's a great thing, but yeah, I just think that, uh, you know, Figaro back at that left tackle Perkins at the right tackle. Uh, they, they got a good offensive line. They ran the ball pretty good. Listen, when you're talking about a team that's, we talk about Nathan Rourke throwing it, but James Butler was the number two rusher in the league, just behind Kadeem Carey and just ahead of Brady Oliveira. Yeah. 1,080 averaging 5 point, uh, yards of carry, seven touchdowns. Interesting, though, to go back to our old story, too, Nathan Rourke is your second leading rusher in B.C. He averages 7.8 yards a rush. He had rushed 39 times, and he scored seven touchdowns. So he can beat you with his legs. And I still remember one play he took off around the corner, and he just outran everybody. I don't think he's got that kind of speed anymore. No. Uh, I still think he's going to be, you know, the, the foot's, foot's going to be a little bit uh, – Sore, but I, I wonder if they can. I don't know if they can even shoot it up. I'm not sure about that kind of injury if they can put a painkiller in it. Well, maybe they can. Well, I know that you know, we sure still there's, there's all sure you know, like the diplomatic way to put it these days, Chris, is the player and the team will do whatever they need to do so that player can perform to the best of their ability, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so whatever that may be, but uh, Nathan Work, what I saw from him. Live in Vancouver, I was I was there at the game. Right. Fantastic yeah, yeah. facility and and great perspective from a nice low press box uh, at BC Place. But watching Nathan Rourke, he just didn't have that same burst, that same jump, um, that same explosion with his legs when the pocket started to kind of collapse around yeah. him. Right, he had one carry for five yards, and that was yeah. nowhere anywhere near a designed run play. When yeah. you have that threat. And then suddenly an injury limits you with that threat. The Blue Bombers are going to be aware of that, Chris. 
Um, Nathan Rourke, I would not in any way, shape or form call him a sitting duck, but he no. is much, much more limited in his escape ability. And that was a huge reason why he put up such gouty numbers yes. this first half of the season was breaking out of the pocket, running with the football. Teams couldn't treat him like most other quarterbacks. They had to respect him. Um, and, and that's why, um, you know, the, the, the arm and the, the passing numbers uh, were so high and because, you know, the, that run threat was legit. Okay, well, there's also another thing you got to take into consideration. He came back from an injury, never thought he was going to come back this year. He played three series in his first game back, three series. Last game was his first game, like against Calgary last week in the semis, first game basically playing an entire game. He's got a game under his belt now. You know, you always want to see the live bullets. You know, you have to get the feel for the game again, and I think that's I think that works to his advantage. I think I think if he was coming in today or tomorrow at the West Final, and it was his first game back, I, I think there'd be a different story. But I think he's got that one game in now against a good front four. I mean, Calgary, pretty good, man. So um, I think uh, Nathan is going to leave it all on the field tomorrow. And that's why I'm excited to watch him because if he gets time, uh, you know, it could be a different ball game. But, I mean, there's no weakness. We're, I'm trying to break down weaknesses here, right? Um, they, well, uh, they got Ter Terry Williams. We got Grant. We haven't talked about our field goals. Maybe that'll be an interesting thing, but he's been, uh, I know. Well, know, hey, you could almost give the Blue Bombers the veteran advantage at yes. every single spot except kicker. Sean White has been doing it in this league for a long, long time. Not a huge distance kicker, but incredibly accurate, accurate and consistent yeah. uh, against, um, you know, Mark Leggio, who has been punting exceptionally well all season, has only had two bad games kicking field goals. One, of course, you could argue uh, a huge factor in, in a loss this season at home to the Montreal Alouettes. But I think kicking could absolutely play a pivotal role in this game. If there's one area Winnipeg doesn't have a veteran advantage or a depth advantage, it's yeah. kicker. Yeah, I, 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 I have to take that. I know. And listen. I know that, um, you know, O'Shea just said he's he's really pleased with how Mark has uh, grown as a kicker. Uh, you're going against Sean, uh, you know, Sean White, who's 92.3%, 36 at 39. I mean, Lego's not that bad, actually. You, you said it right there. He's only had a couple of bad ones, but he's 82%, 32 at 39. So, I mean, you see how close that is. I mean, six versus two misses by uh, by Sean, or three by, miss, uh, by Sean White. So it all comes down to just kicking that football, be confident. I'd like to see what the range is. So whoever goes to the game, watch the pregame when they're out there kicking. And it's interesting to do that because you'll find out what his range is right. and where he can go, where he feels comfortable. Because you know that O'Shea is going to come and say, what do you think? Are we 50? Now, obviously, if it comes down to it and he's got to kick a 55, he's going to try it if it comes down to that. But if otherwise, it's a game of field position, right? So you don't want to, you don't want to, you know, give it an, or turn her a chance, right? So that's what I'm going to wonder what's going to happen. I love watching that part of the game. You'll you'll have a guy kick with the win against the win, and that's interesting because somebody had a somebody had a great comment here in a section. One of these guys are ladies and gentlemen there, and they said that the coin toss. And you know what? Right on. Nobody understands how important that coin toss is because right. if you can defer, especially an outdoor stadium. And you can defer to the second half. You can play if the wind picks up. And you can have the wind behind you in the fourth quarter when you need it the most. 
So the coin toss is huge. And that's a great comment. I don't know who put that up there, but uh, you were right on. No question. I'm just looking at the forecast for Sunday here in Winnipeg. And minus five feels like minus eight towards the evening and nighttime. Minus nine feels like minus 13, mainly cloudy, scattered flurries going into the evening. But Chris, wind gusts only up to 14 kilometers per hour and lessening from the afternoon into the evening. So I don't know if wind is going to play a huge factor, but no doubt Rick Campbell, head coach of the BC Lions, Mike O'Shea of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, they're going to be watching everything from start to oh, finish absolutely. and absolutely. see if they can gain that advantage. Uh, if there is a weakness that I had to identify in the BC Lions this season, it has been their kick and punt cover teams. Yes. They have been susceptible from week one through week 21, even last week, Calgary didn't take real advantage, but yeah. that one area is not a strong suit at all for the BC Lions. It could be a big, big day, not yes. just for Janarian uh, Grant, but really the return teams as a whole, because yeah. if they can use that to an advantage, you suddenly have at least a touchdown advantage in the Blue Bombers' favor. Well, the biggest thing it does when you get great returns, and Janarian Grant, as mentioned earlier in this podcast, we basically, he's got two touchdowns already returned against uh, against the BC Lions. But it's a game of field position, and that's the thing you want to win, right? Bombers are one of the teams that has, they always start off with pretty good field position. They're inside, you know, usually about 35 to 40-yard line all the time. And that's a huge thing. And so if you start getting great returns in special teams and do a great job on our cover teams, which I think we have done a really good job. And that's because I think, you know, we talk about Mark Leggio and his field goal, but I think he's as good as anybody putting the football right now because he's doing a lot of directional kicks. Uh, so you'll you'll see that. And, uh, well, I got to play with the, the legend, Bob Cameron, who was the best kicker, in, you know, as far as I'm concerned in the league and uh, history. I mean, the guy just could, he just knew how to punt into the wind. And, uh, you know, he's he's just that good. And I think Legio is really doing a great job because O'Shea said it to, you know, to everybody in the media. He says, gone are the days when you just want to punt the ball, you know, a thousand yards right down the middle. Now it's all direction. It's all pin the cover, stay in there, you know, collapse the run, the guy returning, don't let him get to the outside. But then, like you said, the return game. They busted one right up against BC a couple of times, you know, and then Janarian Grant, when he sees that hole, if he makes the first guy miss, it turns into a race and he's usually going to win most of those. Chris, you know, um, Janarian Grant to me is almost like the forgotten stepchild of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers yes. weaponry. He could be used on offense as uh, Waiters points out here. Uh, what's going on, Waiters? Good to see you and, and everybody here in the live chat, everybody watching live, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter. Uh, if you're watching or Facebook, if you're watching on any of those and you're not able to join the live chat, head over to youtube.com slash bonfire sports. Subscribe there. Give us a thumbs up. Helps us out a whole heck of a lot. Um, and then you'll be able to join the live chat uh, and, and jump in with uh, everybody here and, you know, give us your thoughts, questions, and comments uh, ahead of the West final. Janarian Grant, to me, Chris, is somebody the Blue Bombers could use as a bit of a secret weapon. And I'm not talking about special teams. I'm talking about on offense. My favorite part of win or go home playoff football is that 
you have to put all your cards down on the table. You can't take anything home with you. So you might as well use what you got to your advantage. We're going to see things from the BC Alliance, offense and defense and special teams and Winnipeg's respectively, uh, respectively, um, that we have not seen before. And to me, that brings such a level of intrigue of who might have that little ace up their sleeve and uh, decide to play it when the opportunity comes. Yeah, I agree. And I think the big thing too is when I'm looking at this game and any game, they always say it comes down to about five plays that really decide the outcome of a game. Obviously, the big thing is you want to protect the football. That's number one. But, uh, you know, deep balls. I mean, Nathan Oracle loves a deep ball. And, you know, he was off a little bit. That's one thing I noticed last week. His deep ball wasn't as accurate. I mean, he threw a couple nice ones, but I know he had a couple guys and he underthrew them, which was really a surprise against Calgary. Now, you know he's going to go deep again. He's one of those guys, he likes to, you know, throw the ball uh, deep, whereas I think Zach is more methodical. Uh, Zach will take, he's got like, he'll throw 20 plus yards. He's got like, I think he's number one in the CFL for 20 plus yard completions, but he picks his poison. You know what I mean? He doesn't have to go for everything. It seems like every time he does a big, big, uh, you know, a touchdown pass is when he's scattering around, running around like a rabbit. And all of a sudden, boom, there he finds a guy in the end zone. I say to myself, how can these guys lose coverage? You know, you think they stay with these guys, but the receivers do a fantastic job of keep working. And uh, Zach finds them and makes, makes uh, you know, the defense pays. They got to keep Zach in the pocket, much like we have to keep Nathan in the pocket. Absolutely. Uh, Lynn Reimer, you know, making me laugh here. There's 60-ish people who have not hit the like button. Don't be an HA or, uh, a, you know, a, a behind. Yeah. <laughs> I think we can say it. It's YouTube. Don't be an ass. Hit the like button. I would never put it that way, but Lynn does. Thank you, Lynn. Appreciate the support. Get right down on. there right now. Give a thumbs up uh, if you're watching. Uh, appreciate that a lot. And uh, if you're catching this a little bit after uh, on podcast, not too bad for free content, if I do say so myself. The legend Chris Walby getting you set for the West yep. Final. And you will be joining me, Chris, all week long from Winnipeg. I'll be in the Great Cup City in Regina. So head over to youtube.com slash bonfire sports. Give us a thumbs up, comment, subscribe, all of those things. Uh, help us out a heck of a lot. And then, of course, support our sponsors. Shannon's yep. Irish Pub uh, is Winnipeg's iconic downtown spot. The food, the bevies, the atmosphere, the community, uh, and the good times you will have there. Uh, you will not be disappointed. Uh, just a saucer pass down the street from the rink and uh, True North Square, 175 Carlton. Check them out. Shannon's Irish Pub. Dot ca the blue bombers are four point favorites chris sia.com slash bonfire another website you need to go to you get a hundred percent bonus if you sign up through that link i think it's up to a thousand dollars right now that they will double back to you uh when you wager um and the blue bombers i think are a smart bet on the money line this week maybe even if you like the four points um do you like the uh, the number that the vegas experts here we go. I think they said plus 49 points combined or think like that. I think well, the over under, yeah, 49. Yeah, that, that'll good. be on the ticker on below there if, uh, if you guys missed it. Yeah, go to sia.com slash bonfire and you'll find it all there. And I think I gave you a, a jinx to you last week because I remember we, we met uh, uh, last week and you were talking about uh, SIA, uh, the bonfire, and, and to go there to .com. Uh, to, and you said, I got money on Hamilton? And Ooh, I, got I was wrong. Ooh, and I, I, was got, wrong. 
I was sitting there at, at the wife and I started laughing. I said, Oh boy, DB's not gonna be happy because I can see that money flying away, baby. It's gone. Yeah, but you know what? On the whole, doing quite well uh on SIA.com uh this oh, yes. season. Doing, I, I was blown away. Well. You say you could actually get in there, uh, you know, even at half time and place a bet, which surprised me because I thought usually, and I'm not a betting guy too much, but I always wondered if if that's something, you know, I always thought you had to pre put your bet and you couldn't change it once it's in. Right. I don't think you can change it, but I didn't know you could go in at half time and make a bet. You can, you can. Uh, I know that's, that's, that's an amazing. That's an amazing advantage for some guys. I mean, yeah. Second quarter, third quarter. If you kind of get an inkling of the way you think the game is going, you can jump in there, play the over under, play the point spread, the money line, those sorts of things. Uh, your odds will change as the game goes on, but very cool. Oh, that that's okay. I, okay. That's what happens. Okay. I was gonna do say, that, right? If I was going to yeah. go in a third quarter, it's 25, nothing. Easy money. Yeah, but, I mean, um, obviously, not going to give you much return on that because of the fact that the score is so out of whack. So, Chris, John D., who's watching live on YouTube, says, Has anyone seen a picture of the field yet? I have not, but I have seen the field in person. And I think it's almost a good thing. It has been an absolutely wild weekend at IG Field because it's been the high school championships, the major uh, bantam and, and minor football championships uh, as well. That field is getting a good workout right now, which will keep it loose, supple, soft, and, and uh, pliable. Uh, the snow will not, you know, uh, be uh, too much of an issue on there because they're not going to have to remove too, too much with games going on right now. I'm expecting the field to be in superb condition uh, on Sunday. Uh, the crews were out there early this morning, early yesterday morning, yeah. um, getting it ready for the Blue Bombers to hit the practice field. The guys are showing up at IG Field at like 5, 5.30, 6.30 in the morning. And then we ask them about it this week, and they're just like, yeah, that's kind of normal. Been doing that since, you know, June. Yeah. So, you know, they, they know how to get to work. Well, yeah, for sure. And I saw, it's funny, uh, you talked about that. I did see a picture on Facebook of the field, and they were cleaning it off and uh, doing a scraping. I actually, it's funny you mentioned that too. A big shout out to uh, the Kildonan East Reavers, K-E, I think it. Uh, my two grandkids played on that team, and they won the high school championship division three. Uh, so, Aiden and Declan, congratulations on your big win. We were at the stadium, and I got to tell you, we were there Wednesday night, and it was cold. That wind was cut. I was wearing a coat and toque and everything, and mitts. I froze. I felt like in the old days when I had my hockey skates on, and my toes were frozen, and I even had socks on this time. So I broke down. <laughs> Uh, and I don't usually wear socks because I usually can't see my feet anyway, but you know, <laughs> Chris, before oh, we get into your, <laughs> before we get into your keys to the game, do you have a favorite playoff memory, whether it was in Winnipeg or somewhere else when, you know, the, the weather conditions were like this yeah. winter, cold snow, but frankly, very playable conditions that, uh, you know, is kind of uh, a hallmark of Canadian football playoffs. We played Edmonton and the Eskimos at that time, not the Elks. And uh, at home in a playoff game, I believe it was a semifinal game. And uh, the field was ice. And they had, because they covered it and they, re and they uh, took the tarp off, it started to freeze. So the field was like, you know, just crazy. So it was ice. It was cold. And I was playing against a guy named Brent the Toaster Williams. The Toaster. The Toaster, man. And I was going against him. And it's funny because we watched the film after. And uh, everybody is sliding everywhere. 
and me and a toaster are locked, locked right in, and we're not moving. I'm not moving a yard off the line. He's not moving a yard off the line. We're pushing. He goes, what are you wearing? I go, screws you, staples, because we had we fixed our shoes. So when everybody else is sliding, we were the only two guys in the film that were staying on the line of scrimmage. We just, and this is funny because even though you're in a game and you don't like the guy, we had such a good laugh about that during the game. And it's tough because usually in the game, you're hating everybody, you know, and this was just one of those things that we both walked back to our respective huddles and just started laughing. Chris, do you got a uh, prediction of who the winner of this West final will face on November 20th in Regina? Uh, Who's coming out of the East? That is going to be, listen, that's another storyline. The fact that Andrew Harris is back. Uh, what an exciting time for the young man to come back. I mean, uh, they've got a great team anyway. I think being, August, I think, Chris, August 17th. Yeah. Argos head coach, Ryan Dinwiddie said, and yeah. I quote, he is done for the year with pectoral surgery. And he came back 12 he's weeks. Healed. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, he's doing an eighth and work kind of thing. He's uh, been a, a full participant in practice all yes. this week. He is listed like as the him. number two yep. running back behind AJ Olette with the Argos. Well, I really like I like that kid too. Olette is a horse. He is a power runner too. But Andrew just gives you that experience, great cup experience, playoff experience. He's a leader in the locker room. He's a great blocker. That's a big thing. Um, you know, and they've won. I think what Toronto's beat Montreal two out of three. But the games, all three games have been decided by a total, all three games, of only seven points. Two of them were one-point games. So this is, a, you know, just throw the cards up on the air and see where it comes down. I like Toronto. I think Toronto's going to do it. Uh, oh, look at that. Okanagan Sun win the Canadian Bowl. Wow. Michael O'Shea Jr., member of the Okanagan Sun. He's a Canada Bowl champion in Canadian junior football. Wow. What, and, and Regina had a, you know, they're a tough team to beat. They're always good. Yeah, the Winnipeg Rifles nearly knocked them off three times this year, but just fell short. Well, that's pretty good, man. I like that, though. But, hey, getting back to us, I'm going to say this. I think Toronto, oh, then again, you told me this about three shows ago that you mm -hmm. talked to an unidentified guy, and you wouldn't tell me the name, but I kind of figured it was. And you, they, you said at that time that this guy thought that Montreal was a team to beat. Yeah, he felt that Montreal is coming on at the right time, and you got to think about it. I mean, obviously, when you're looking at the quarterbacks, yeah, you know that. Uh, hey, Machocho turned that team around. I didn't think he's going to be. You know what I mean? And he, he's got that team. I think they won six or last seven games. Trevor Harris is throwing the ball. They got uh, the running back stand back coming back. I mean, he's he actually played pretty good last week. So yeah, this is going to be a classic. But they got Toronto again. I love the Toronto. I like their quarterback. I think McLeod Bethel-Thompson doesn't get the respect he deserves. He throws as, as good a ball as anybody in the CFL. They got good receivers. Uh, they got good running backs. But I like the Toronto defense. That's the thing I like. Man, they got Oakman in the middle. He's a big 6'9", tall grass, piece of grass. Then you got, you know, Winston McManus back playing. You know, he's back for a knee injury. So they've good got – player, man. This, listen, both of these games are just going to be great to watch. I mean, I watched both of the games last week, and they were classics. They're very good games. But, uh, yeah, I, I got—I just got this feeling it's Toronto's going to come out. And it, we, somebody said that. Wouldn't it be interesting? Winnipeg-Toronto, Andrew Harris coming back to the Great Cup, playing against his old teammates. That's You know, that'll be a hell of a storyline. And he'll be out there in Regina because they can't take me. They said, you stay in Winnipeg. We, you, 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 we, don't, we can't pay you. 
Right. Well, it's either you sleep in the bathtub or I sleep in the bathtub. And I don't think either of those things are happening. So uh, you, you'll hold the fort down here in Winnipeg. Oh. But you'll, you'll be here live on Bonfire Sports uh, a heck of a lot through the week. So here's Absolutely. what's wrong, Chris. This is the West semifinal or Western final, Eastern yep. final a little bit earlier on Sunday. But media and our ability to talk to the players and coaches, that time is over for this week. So I am going to bring up a comment here. It's kind of reading my mind a little bit. I think it's time we mention this. What's that? Kyle on YouTube says, does O'Shea stay in Winnipeg or does he go back home and coach the Argos? Mike O'Shea's contract expires this yeah. offseason. Uh, it is something not a lot of people have been talking about, but everybody is aware of. He's entering. He entered this year and, and will not talk about uh, his contract expiring. Is this a football operations cap move to maybe keep things flexible until they know what's what? Um, you know, Buck Pierce, Richie Hall, uh, Danny McManus, and, uh, um, and, and Ted Gavaya, general manager Kyle Walters, Mike O'Shea. How do they all fit moving forward? You don't oh. sign one-year contracts as coaches and GMs no. in the CFL. No. Assistants do, coordinators do, but not head coaches, GMs, and assistant GMs. So uh, this will no doubt be a conversation during Grey Cup week. I and say I, we touch on it now, Chris. How do you see this unfolding? Is there well, a little I'm, bit of uh, what, what's under the surface here? I'm, I'm a little surprised, to be honest. This is a guy who's up for coach of the year against Ryan Dinwiddie of Toronto. I mean, he's coach of the year. He was, uh, he's, he's done a remarkable job. 15 and three, they're 28 and two since 2018. Uh, I mean, what more can you ask of a coach? And I don't understand why you wouldn't want to blow him up with a big salary right now. I think that Danny McManus might be gone. I think it will probably lose him in the off season. I think there's a lot of teams are looking for him to maybe cause he's assistant GM. And he, I think he's going to move on to that, but uh, I, I don't, if I was like, you know, and I know Wade's thinking about this too, but maybe, because the worst thing you want is just to be a distraction. Great Cup week, right? You, you know, if, if and I think Winnipeg and Toronto are going to win, so I think that uh, you know you don't want to go to the Great Cup and have everybody going, "Hey, what's going on?" You know, and you well, don't you're going to have all that Toronto media there too, potentially. Well, exactly right. Now, would he go home? Great question. I don't know. I don't think he's going anywhere. He's got. He's got something here, but he's built things here. I mean, he went from a, you know what was six wins, seven wins, and all of a sudden now you know, 15 wins. So, I mean, he's doing something right, but he's hired great guys. And I remember Don Matthews once said one thing, the head coach, he's passed on, rest in peace, Don. Hire coaches that are better than you. Don't hire some more, you know, people that just bow and come out to you. You want to have guys that are better than you. And you'll see teams that lose coaches. Now you're talking about, it's interesting, we talked about O'Shea. Now you talk about Buck Pierce. Buck Pierce's name is being bandied about too. I mean, Yeah, I don't see that happening. Right? That's just my huh? my gut feeling. You think you think he's gone? I nope. think listen, you don't think nope. so, eh? No, my gut tells me Buck Pierce isn't going anywhere. You gotta understand when when you make that jump from coordinator to head coach, you Big better team. have your ducks in a row. And yeah. I, I'm not saying Buck Pierce doesn't, but he has been an offensive coordinator for two years. No, I think right. he knows how difficult that is to do. Look at Jason Moss. Look at Ryan Dinwiddie. I understand he's the East Division nominee, but it hasn't been a smooth course for Ryan Dinwiddie. Look at Kahari Jones, right? 
Um, he was given a long time, a long leash in Montreal, and it, it didn't work out for him. Uh, the GM, Danny Machocha, takes over, and uh, you know suddenly the, they're uh, one win away from a Grey Cup appearance. I, I just don't believe at this point in time Buck Pierce is, is uh, you know, champing at the bit for lack of a better way to put it to uh you know look for a head coaching opportunity yeah you know and that's why it's i think that's my guy yeah and it's interesting you say that because i gotta i'm kind of going i'm torn a little bit because there's teams out there they look at production and i agree he doesn't have a lot of experience he's only two years as an office coordinator but he also had a couple years under paula police now they're talking about there's the rumor mill the rumor mill is saying that paula police might be the head coach in, in saskatchewan now you know, they might pull him or the OC, uh, depending uh, what well, they do. He won't be the head I've coach. With, people I've talked with, Chris, they do not believe the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are going to make a change at the top. It's going to be Jeremy O'Day at GM no, no, no. next season. No, it's going no, to be no, Craig Dickinson. Offensive coordinator, I'm talking oh, about. Oh, OC. Sure. I think Paula Police is going to go to Saskatchewan. I mean, I know he landed on his feet doing the uh, TSN, uh, you know, talk with talking heads out there. But uh, I, I can see Paul going to Saskatchewan. I mean, you, you know, you, once his football's in your blood, and I know he likes doing the broadcasting, uh, but you're flying to Toronto every week to do those broadcasts. Uh, yeah, they're probably paying him a pretty penny to do that, but there's no such thing or it replaces the, the thrill of being on a sideline and you're running a team. So uh, it hasn't worked out for Paul as a head coach, but I definitely think he's, uh, you know, in, uh, running in one of the best OCs out there. And that's a good. We have to talk contract, baby. That's what's happening here. Patrick, thanks for bringing it up, brother. Does he get compensated in kegs? Do I wish? Do I wish? <laughs> Your agent is a bulldog, man. I don't even want to get into it. That's that's my winter ahead. I'm not looking forward to it. Uh, how many years was Mike O'Shea a special teams coordinator in Toronto before the Winnipeg Blue Bombers hired him? Well, he was an assistant uh, and then a special teams coordinator. I'm thinking around five or six years yeah. uh, before uh, he took the head coaching job in Winnipeg. And even at that time, people said, you know, is Mike O'Shea a proven enough coach? Like, you know, you're, you're handing the reins from as a special teams guy to be a head coach. Lots of special teams coordinators in the CFL have gone on to successful careers as head coaches. Uh, Mike O'Shea, probably just the latest uh, of them. Did you but know Rick Campbell, head coach of the BC Lions, mentioned today that he was hired one day after Mike O'Shea was hired uh, in Winnipeg? Of course, that was with the Ottawa Red Blacks for Rick Campbell. Yes. He, I like, and I, I'm a big fan of Rick Campbell. I, I like the way he, he's very much a clone of uh, O'Shea. They uh, both are creating this uh, outstanding culture in the locker rooms. People want to play in BC again. They've got a they've got a great owner. I think that's a huge thing. He's doing so much good for that team. He's getting fans. He's he's got sections. He's you know he's going out to towns and bringing people in from other areas of BC, which is I think fantastic. It's it's a big thing because I thought BC to me was one of those teams that is such a backbone of the CFL, and you had to have them pick it up. And so it's a great story for BC to be where they are right now. Toronto, obviously, another great story. Uh, you know, they're trying to do things. I know they're still trying to get the, you know, the uh, the fan base up a little bit in T.O. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm happy where we're going. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. 
You know, it's all about the direction you go, right? Like Bruce Martel mentions here, Michael Shea, first few years weren't great, but Wade That's Miller right. stuck by him, patiently waited for the culture shift. Uh, Kyle Walters too, right? The GM hires the coach and the coach uh, coaches the players. But um, that triumvirate, the Canadian mafia, as they're affectionately referred, um, yeah. has definitely done a fantastic job. And, uh, you know, as uh, Vicky Short points out here, three in a row, that would be a dynasty, but uh, still work to be done uh, ahead of that. When it comes to that work, Chris, before we give away a pair of tickets to Sunday's game, let's have your keys to the game in the West Final. You know, it's interesting because they're basically, there's three keys. And I think really is special teams is going to be a huge thing. Win the field position battle. I think you got to do a good job covering and you got to, you know, allow Janarian Grant some room to return. The biggest one, though, seriously, in this weather, when it's, even when it's like only minus five or minus seven, whatever it's going to be, you must protect the football. That is the number one key for both of these teams if they have any chance. If you turn the ball over, you lose this turnover battle, it's, a, you know, you're basically packing plastic bags the next day you're going home. And I, I think that both teams want to get good first down production. You want to be sitting second along because both of these guys, both these teams, BC and Winnipeg, have got great rushers on the defensive line. And that, my friend, are the keys. All right. Well, Chris, I'm trying to think of how to give these tickets away. That's a great question. Uh, man. Well, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do what we have always done, and that is to get you out there to text the hotline 204 816 8477. Yeah. 816 tips. Uh what color is Chris Walby's hat? That's what I want you to text you me go. right now. Hint, by the one. way. Is is it BC Lions Orange? I'm not gonna tell you. You know what color it is. I know what color it is. Out there, they're going to say orange because Looks pretty orange, but uh, yeah. I know for a fact there it is. Transcona Railers. Okay, that's a hot that's, 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 that's a junior answer. Yeah, it's that's right. a good red hat, not a bad red hat. That's a good red <laughs> hat. In black. <laughs> uh, well, people are already calling the hotline. I'm not, I'm not serious on the lions for God's sakes. <laughs> Don't call the hotline, text Marble. the hotline. 204-816-8477, 816-TIPS. What That's color funny, is Chris man. Walby's hat? Give me your name and email address as well, and that way I'll be able to uh, send you a pair of tickets. We'll do a nice random draw, but uh, I'll see that. Yeah, you see? There you go. Hold it up against your blue shirt. What do you got on there? Kitty cat? What is that? Yeah, my granddaughter. Give me a little, oh. I don't know what the thing is. What is that? A sticker? Some kind of sticker right there? <laughs> I think that's uh, – oh, that's the uh, – well, he's dressed up as Dracula there. What is that? Paw Patrol? Yeah, okay. You know, when, when your granddaughter puts stuff on your hat, you wear it. That's just the way it is, baby. It's just the way it is. No, you are a family man, Chris, true and true. That's why I love you, brother. Uh, right. This has been uh, a real pleasure, as always. Looking forward yep. to doing another pregame show with you ahead of the Grey Cup. Yep. Hmm? Yes. Mm. We'll do some, we'll do some so. stuff during the week, too. Absolutely. Yeah. The, we got the CFL awards, uh, state of the league uh, from uh, Commissioner Randy Ambrosi, practices, uh, press conferences, fan events, uh, Bonfire Sports will be all over it, getting you set for the 109th Grey Cup. So uh, text right now. If you can't text, send an email. Uh, I'm pretty sure some of you did this before. WPG Sports 
at gmail.com. Uh, but you want to text the hotline, 816-8477. Don't forget the 204 area code. What color is Chris Walby's hat? Give me your name and your email address so I can send you those two tickets in the lower bowl to yeah. the West final on Sunday. A great, great game. The atmosphere. I tell you, if, if there's a game to go this year, that's, I mean, this is it. It's the last game, no matter what, and, and, and for the year. its I think it's a sellout. I know they were close to a sellout yesterday. They're a couple thousand short, right? But okay. it, it's going to sell out. I, I'm quite oh, yeah. confident. So if you don't win these tickets, uh, jump on it right now. This is an opportunity for witnessing yep. history live in person at the Madhouse on Matheson. And we're going to do something uh, next year, well, maybe even next week if we get to, oh, we don't have tickets but uh, for a great cup. But next year, if Shannon's just with us again, we're going to give two tickets to them, so they can give have a little raffle at their, you know, during the love week, it. whatever. And that'd be yeah. great to get them involved, and I'm sure they'd love that too. No, Shannon's is where you want to be on game day, right? Whether it's Jets games, home or away, Bombers games, home or away, they will be open this Sunday for the West Final. The Bombers are in the Grey Cup. They're going to be open uh, and have a great uh, Grey Cup party. The food, the drinks, uh, the atmosphere, unmatched. Head down to uh, Shannon's Irish Pub and Eatery, 175 Carlton in the heart of downtown. Uh, Chris, big ups uh, as always, my friend. Enjoy this week. It's going yes. to be so much fun. Uh, looking forward to it. And uh, we will talk uh, in just a couple days. Post-game yeah. show, game day after dark here on Bonfire, a little bit later following the West Final, but we will be doing a post-game breakdown uh, here on the channel. Right on, brother. Listen, enjoy the game. It's going to be a great one. I'm telling you right now, people, make noise. Let's show Nathan work the right way to go back to BC. <laughs> Crying oh. like a cat. Enjoy, everybody. Appreciate right. you. Adios, my friends. I got to say out. Once I do this thing, it just, there you go. See you, watch. Goodbye.